I officially started my business 11 years ago this month, and what a journey it's been. The roller coaster of being an entrepreneur is both exhilarating and exhausting at the same time. I wouldn't trade this experience for anything else. While I've learned countless lessons as a business owner, there've been a few that have really shaped who I am today. The challenge of coming up with this episode was distilling all of these lessons that I've learned into easy to implement takeaways and something that you can listen to on your commute. In this episode, I'm going to share with you three surprising lessons that you won't learn in business school and hopefully will help you as an entrepreneur grow your business. I'm Amin Ahmed and welcome to Be Well, Do Well. The first lesson I want you to learn, and this is something that I think everyone needs to learn whether or not they're an entrepreneur, is that money isn't everything. Sure, you need money. You need money to pay for gas, for groceries and bills. But working for money, ironically, won't actually get you more of that. I remember reading a blog post a long time ago, about seven or eight years ago by Neil Patel. And he talks about the amount of money that he needed or he felt was just enough. Now, I don't remember the exact amount, but I think it was somewhere around $14,000 or $10,000 a month. And he's making significantly more than that. I'm pretty sure he's making more than ten dollars to $15,000 a month. But he said that once he hit that threshold, everything else was just extra. It was investments. It was things that go back into the business. But he was happy with that amount. That was his threshold number. Now, whatever your threshold number is, think about that. If you go past that, so it might be $20,000 a month. And if you're at $20,000 a month and that's comfortable because that allows you to pay for all the regular things that you do in your lifestyle, then that's perfect. After that, it's more thinking about your future, thinking about your legacy and leaving whatever wealth you have for your loved ones. Instead of using money as what you're working towards, think about trust instead. Trust is a far better currency than money. We recently started working with a new client and she runs a weight loss coaching program. When she came to us, she asked us to do a number of things for her brand, her business, her marketing, her website. For some reason, there was a bit of miscommunication in what we were doing for her and what she was expecting. Now, rather than sending her a big hefty bill and saying, hey, this is how much extra work we did, you need to pay it. I decided as a business owner, I said, you know what? I value the trust and I value the relationship so much more. So instead, I gifted her some time and I said, look, there was a misunderstanding. This is what we said we were going to do. This is what you thought we were going to do. And so instead, I just gifted her the time. That was enough to gain her trust significantly. Now, I don't think that you should always be gifting your time. Your time is valuable. But when it's the appropriate thing to do and when it's the right thing to do, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. So the takeaway here is that you can't run a business without making a profit. But trust is the jet fuel in your profit engine. The more trust you have, the more fuel you can throw into your profit engine and grow your business. The second lesson I want to share with you is about mentorship. Mentors are absolutely essential to a business. In the beginning, I tried to do all of it on my own. I was a solopreneur. I didn't have a team and I thought I could stay up late and I could work on weekends and evenings and I burnt out. And that was really difficult for me because the thing that I really enjoyed doing all of a sudden became a chore. After burning out, I felt like, what was the point of all of this if it's going to be so difficult? Initially, when I couldn't afford to pay for a mentor, and a good mentor is going to cost a lot of money. At the time when I couldn't afford, I sought mentorship in books. And books were amazing because I was reading things from Tony Robbins. I was reading things by the founder or the president of GE. And there was a lot of information there, but it was hard to distill. It was hard to take action on it because I wasn't sure 
if I was doing the right thing. Then there was a mentorship program through our local chamber of commerce. And the program was designed to help small businesses or solopreneurs like me at the time get a little bit of mentorship and growth. I have to say that that mentorship program was a disaster. It just did not work for me. So then I started looking online and I thought, okay, well, if in-person doesn't work and there's a smaller pool of mentors, maybe I can go online and look for a mentor. And that's when the business really took off. We hired our first mentor many years ago. And then when it was time to move on and I had learned what I needed to learn and take the business to the next level, we hired our second mentor. Now, that doesn't mean that you should only ever have one mentor at a time. I think it's important to have a coach or a mentor or a guide in all different areas. You might have a speaking coach. You might have a business coach or mentor. You might have a fitness coach or mentor. And that's the importance of having mentorship in different areas of your life is that it helps you take off in the areas that maybe you're struggling with a little bit. So the takeaway is that find the right mentor for the right area of your life. And most importantly, this is absolutely critical, is do the work. There's no point in having a mentor, learning all of this stuff, getting excited, having the adrenaline rush of seeing other people succeed in your group, but not taking action and not doing it yourself. If you can be the person that inspires the rest of your group or other members in your group, do so. And I encourage you actually to take that as a mindset is that if you're going to join a group of people as part of a mentorship or a mastermind, be the one that inspires everybody else and pushes them forward as well. The third and final lesson that I want to share with you here is that what you do does not define who you are. What you do doesn't define who you are. When you're at a dinner party and you meet somebody new, the first question you usually get asked is, what do you do? I cringe when I get asked that question because it's just so limiting. Just because somebody is an accountant or a lawyer doesn't define who they are. I've met many fascinating people who come to Canada from different countries. Because of the credentials that they acquired in other countries, whether it's in Malaysia or in Africa or in India or South America, they're unable to work in their field. As an example, there was a doctor that I met and he happened to be driving the taxi cab that we were in San Francisco. And I got into a conversation with him and he said, my qualifications aren't recognized here. And so what he was doing, he was studying at night while paying bills, driving a cab. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So what you do to make money is not your identity. You can feel free to be whatever you want. You can be an engineer by work, a father in your personal life, and maybe a skateboarder or a DJ or whatever else you do for fun. It's up to you. You can be a graphic designer, mom, baker, all at the same time. It's entirely up to you. So as a recap, the three lessons here is that money isn't everything. Yes, you need it, but trust is more important. Trust is the rocket fuel in your profit engine. Second lesson is that mentorship is essential. And what's even more essential than mentorship is you doing the work that you learn through your mentor. And lastly, what you do does not define who you are. You get to pick who you are, what you do, it can be the same, but most likely it's what you do to make money and you also enjoy it. And there's also a market for it, but what you do doesn't define who you are. In the next episode, I'll be sharing the seven habits of wealthy entrepreneurs. When I say wealthy, what I'm talking about is entrepreneurs that are succeeding financially in their business, but are also doing well in their personal lives as well. Wealthy with two L's. I look forward to sharing that with you tomorrow. Thanks again for making the Be Well, Do Well podcast a part of your day and I'll see you then.